Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio from the CEP Network. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and hit that subscribe button on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts and give us that five-star rating. Maybe even leave a review to let others know what you think of the show. And while you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials and tell all your friends about Raised on the Radio. The CEP Network has a promo code for one of the best nutrition and supplement companies in the business for you to use. Whether you're looking for a custom oatmeal, a multivitamin, a great tasting protein that you can order by the pound, or simply looking for a company you know you can trust to send you the best quality products available, True Nutrition has you covered. Just go to truenutrition.com, look at all their great products, place your order, and when you go to make your payment, type in CEPN in the promo code box for 5% off of your entire order. It is that easy. We here at the CEP Network are always looking for sponsorship and collaboration opportunities. If you or anyone you know has a business they're looking to promote in 2022 and want to be a part of our network, reach out and let's see what we can do. We need to let you guys know that as the beginning of 2022, we will not be using Bijack for Raised on the Radio merchandise. We will keep you informed on our transition to a new company, and we look forward to bringing you new merchandise in the future. In the meantime, if you're looking for some Raised on the Radio gear, hit us up through email or message us on one of the socials, and we'll get some to you. In this episode, Patrick and I chat about gym goers and COVID, the new American underdog movie, T-Pain's tweet about Spotify streams, and much, much more. If you'd like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, you can reach out through email or on the social medias. You can reach us at RaisedOnTheRadioSTL at gmail.com or on the Raised on the Radio's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok pages. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or topics you would like to get our thoughts on, don't hesitate to reach out. And now let's get into this episode. Well, hello there. Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. I am on half of this show. I am Cole Brocato, my good friend Patrick Blair in Zoom land as usual. First episode of 2022. We did not record last week. So how are you in 2022, sir? Happy New Year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 2022 means COVID. And I'm really so, sick of it. So did 2021. And the- so did 2020. In the second half of 2020. <laughs> so we're, we're trending in the wrong direction. Absolutely. Man. Uh, so 16 family members now have had COVID in the last month, I believe, for me. Jesus. Mom and dad and my mother-in-law now found out. Um, three people who, to be perfectly honest, bad idea to have COVID. Not, not good. Not good, just because of underlying health issues. and um, So we'll see. My dad seems to be getting over it. Uh, my mom just found out yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. She has a terrible cough. And when I talked to her, I was like, I got I, I, I to let you go. Like, it was just painful for me to listen to. Wow. I was just like, I don't even know why you're, you're talking. I don't know why you called me. I get you called me to tell me, you're probably, but like, go, go to bed. Do something else. Like, stop using your head in your face. So now, <laughs> Just now, that, put, now put that on ice. For her. Did, did she go like get tested because she was feeling bad or how did that? Well, yeah, because my dad tested positive and then they said they were quarantined from each other, but knowing my parents, it didn't happen. But that was over a week ago, um, right? For your dad. Like he should be yeah. over it. Yeah. Well, I think he found out the t- middle to tail end of last week. So, okay. Um, so yeah, she knew he was positive and then, you know, and when she called, called us to tell, tell us that my dad was positive, she's coughing, not as bad as she is now. And I'm like, well that, and, and she's on the speaker with my wife and I'm in the kitchen, like do cooking or whatever. And 
I just hear this, this hat. I'm like, that sounds awful. I'm like, tell her she does not sound good. And, you, know, whatever. you were talking and about then, your mom. Well, fuck man. I mean, you, 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 what are the telltale signs of, of COVID right now that we know of, right? The symptoms, fever, right. Coughing. coughing. The two big ones, right? Yeah. yeah. Fever. I think those would be the two biggest, right? For the most part. Well, basically, like, hey, basically uh, all the same things that would happen if you got the flu right now, you know, you see all the comparisons right now too to like, what are the signs of the flu? Oh, cool. You have COVID. Nice. <laughs> you got your head decapitated in a car accident. <laughs> you have COVID. Um, but yeah, there are two people that can't, it just was a bad idea. I mean, when, when COVID when, when the country was shutting down, they had a trip planned and uh, they were going to go to Florida. They go to Florida every year for spring training for, you know, Cardinal spring training. And uh, cause they're, you know, fans apparently, but it is Florida. There's a beach, but it's still, it's like March. It's still freezing. Like, no, you know, you just go to watch the games and they, you know, they, they're into it, but whatever. Uh, my, myself and my sisters, we were like, uh, no, don't do that awful idea. Do not get on an airplane right now. Don't go to Florida. Bad idea. And it took some convincing. But uh, as we know now, nothing happens in Florida, right? True. Do your parents... So that's an every year thing for them, right? Yeah. They always go down there? Do they have like a condo or anything like down there? Or they just kind of stay in a hotel or... They do. No, they have a condo. Nice. Um, But they don't own it. They you know ran it okay. every year but yeah they go to the as far as i know i've never gone with them they've never invited me isn't that sweet i was gonna say um, have you never been to florida <laughs> and your parents have a condo I've down florida there. i've been to florida plenty of times <laughs> didn't want to go back every time i went but no i haven't been to florida with them for that and i've been to spring training before this was a different trip that i went on with two buddies um your parents hate you dude <laughs> they, they really probably because they you really make comments cherish. like probably because you make comments like you sound terrible <laughs> Bro, in, in, in times like these, you need to let somebody know, like, hey, you need to pay attention to that. Because if I don't say I that, she just she just brushes it off. Like, my parents have to be bleeding from the ears, eyes, and asshole <laughs> to go to the doctor. Yeah. Like, for real. They, they it's So, like, they're just that old school type of mentality where, like, uh, it'll, it'll fix itself. Like, no, it doesn't anymore. Yeah. So, like, yeah. And I hate to be cruel about it, but, you know, and we didn't want you to get COVID. That's the whole point. They went to... You know, they, uh, who knows how they got it? Who knows? Who knows? It, you know, like I said, 16 family members now have had it in the past month. So it's just around, uh, my dude yesterday, uh, just put my son down for a nap. Right. And oh, by the way, we, we have a third furry family member in our house now. I did. I, I, I seen. Oh that. yeah. Yeah. Um, Long story short, we adopted or took over the care for a senior citizen dog that another family member had that could no longer take care of it. So I'm just going to say respect on that because there's no way I could do that. Like it's, I get I get why you would. I don't know what the story is, but I get why you would do that. But or man, dog it, lovers for sure. Yeah, but like just the knowing that you're going to get attached and then it's going to well, end is pretty rough. Yeah. Well, this is a dog that my wife knows because, like I said, it belonged to a family member. So she already has that attachment. So maybe that was the mindset. Like, well, I'm already attached. So even if this dog did die 
and it wasn't in my possession or under my care, I'd still be bummed. So gotcha. But we wanted to give it a, a good time. Give her a good time before she goes. It's a little dog. I mean, that's the good thing. But having a dog that, you know, needs this type of care as a task within itself, on top of having a toddler, on top of being by yourself. That's why I was by myself yesterday. My wife was working. So my I, my dogs, my other two dogs that are healthy and still have a bark start freaking out. I just put them down for a nap. What is this? And I look, there's someone in my driveway. And uh, it's my next door neighbor who just moved. So I had a neighbor. He just, they just moved. They bought a house somewhere else. And I'm like, what is that? okay. So he, he's a nice guy. Don't get me wrong. And something like, he's going to ask questions about the house. His, I, I don't know what he's going to do. So I open up the door. We're chatting. And he goes, and I, he hacks. Oh, now God. we're outside. I didn't invite him in, but he, you know, uh-huh. major, major hack. And I'm like, I just look down at the ground. I'm like, fuck. And then like two minutes goes by and he's like, yeah, I, I, you know, the reason I'm keeping my distance from you and have a mask on is I, uh, I had COVID. And he's like, my wife just found out she has COVID. I'm like, and you felt like stopping by. Thank you. Right. I yeah. <laughs> we were outside. I'm not worried about it. We were outside. He had a mask on, whatever. Um, so there's two more. It's just, everyone's got it, dude. I'm over it. I'm done with it. How do we, what do we do? You, you're a doctor. You tell me. Right. Well, I mean, I guess it, for one, he shouldn't have come by, but for two, I guess it's good thing that he told you to where yeah, you thanks. can kind of be on alert for it, I guess. If, if After not. he coughed in my mouth. <laughs> it's fine. I'm not worried about it. Yeah. I mean, dude. Like I do, I do factory work. So you're, I'm not necessarily like we're, we're good enough to where I can be separated by, from people most of the day. Yeah. Uh, like a good distance. But even if I, like if I sneeze or something, I'm like trying to find a corner and like sneezing into my arm. And then it's still like the looking around just to see if anybody's like looking at you like, dude, that guy's got Rona. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's a fear now. It's uh. I try and do the same thing when I go to the gym. So I'm still one of the few people that wear a mask at the gym. Um, but, and I don't care if you think I'm a pussy. I, if you think I'm a uh, weird, a good, I don't care what indults you have. And I see people like, I, I saw a guy today. I went at five in the morning today on a Sunday, nobody there there. I'm one of 12 people, which is great. I would love it if it was like that every day, but I walked by this guy and he kind of did one of the, the head shakes. Right. And I was just like, and I don't know if it was at me. I'm a paranoid piece of shit. <laughs> I'm so the same way. I'm anything, the same way. Might not have had anything to do with me, but he did that. And then I kind of just thought, oh, come on, man. Really? Like, yeah, I'm wearing a mask. I don't trust any of you people. That's been the biggest problem. We have to rely on other people during these times. And people just aren't reliable. You can't depend on other people when it comes to your health, your safety, anything. So I wear a mask at the gym. I mean, because I, people are just like, here's the thing. And I've said this a million times on this podcast. I like my space in general. Yeah. Forget about COVID. Mm-hmm. Before COVID, I want my space. Don't be up in my face. And dude, people are just like in each other's faces at the, and it's a crowded gym. So, but my point bringing this up was when I want to sip a water, like I kind of like find a corner to go into, like, <laughs> all right, this looks, this looks okay. And I'll take a quick sip, put my mask back up. And I know, again, some people might think that's crazy. Fine. I, I'm doing it to just put myself at ease, I guess. I don't even know. Yeah. I don't even know. Or it could be the child that I have living at home with me who cannot get vaccinated. 
don't right. know. Yeah, I've been going to the gym here lately before work. So that puts me at the gym somewhere between 3.30 and 4.30, depending on when I got to go into work. So it's pretty empty, but I'm still, I don't wear a mask, but I am the guy that wipes down any benches that I use in any machines that I use before and after. You should do that. Even if COVID never. Well, yeah, yeah, I know that. I know that. But I'm saying that I am like there, you know, there are a lot of people that don't do that. So yeah. And I hate those people. Those people need to be burned, (laughs) burned. (laughs) It's gross. I was actually, uh, you know, what's funny. You asked me about, uh, our, our, my buddy, Jason, the, the same day that you asked me about him, I saw him at the grocery store that night. Oh, nice. Which was totally odd. Cause I've never run into him there, even though we live kind of close to each other. Uh-huh. I just thought it was funny, but I was texting him the day after we just got into talking about, he's a personal trainer, as you know, but mm-hmm. uh, we just got talking about the gym via text. Cause I was at the gym and I just like, and I just made the joke and you and I was talking about, well, like what type of whey protein you got in there, bro? What flavor you got in there, bro? Cause people carrying their bags around and, but there are, there are a few people and we, and we totally got off topic of what we initially wanted to talk about, but that COVID will do it to you. But there are a few guys who will get insanely sweaty and that's good. That's why you go there. However, I got, and this is just a, this is a public service announcement to anyone who does this. If you choose to get so sweaty that it looks like you just got out of the pool wear more clothes. Don't wear a tank top that only covers your nipples. Don't wear shorts that only cover your ball sack. It's disgusting. (laughs) Wear more clothes. And if you don't wear more clothes, wipe shit down better. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Because you know what I'm scared of more than COVID is staff. Yeah. That's why you wipe shit down. You know? Yeah. Not because of COVID, because of ringworm and staff, which is really easy to catch at a public gym. Right. At a commercial gym. Have you ever had ringworm before? I've seen it. I've never had it, thank God. Consider yourself lucky. It's disgusting. It's gross. It'll, it'll make you feel like scum of the earth. Have you gotten it? If you get it. Yeah. Was it from wrestling? Yeah. That's what I figured. It's a big thing in wrestling. Yeah, it's it's common. It's it's almost like eat no matter no matter what you do, you're still gonna. Um, but we would we would I mean if if there was a dude that wouldn't because you know it's high school. I get it. You're young. You don't want to shower with other dudes. You're, you're whatever. It's different with sports. You have to, especially wrestling. You got to clean yourself. Yeah. You'll get somebody sick. So if there were dudes who would like bolt out of there and not shower, we would like, we would call them out. We would call them out. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. where are you going? Where are you going? Where are you going? No, no, no. And if they would just like ignore, there would be like a, an upperclassman who would go grab the person. Like, no, no, you have to shower. It's a rule. Right. It's not, it's not a request. <laughs> just, <laughs> No one cares about your dick, bro. Get in the shower, <laughs> scrub that thing off. None of us want ringworm, you know? Yeah. But no matter how, how much you do that and how careful you are, I mean, bleaching the mats, dude, like you would walk in every day and the, the smell of bleach, would just you'd get knocked out. That still isn't enough. Like, it's just, it's so hard to avoid. Um, Cause we're humans and we're gross. True. So please, yeah, absolutely. If you're going to get sweaty at the gym, wipe shit down. Yeah. Have you ever, anyway. have you ever, like walked up to a machine and seen that you can't tell if that's sweat or if that's somebody just wiped the machine down. 
I never ask the question because I wipe it down. <laughs> it's so gross. I wipe before and after, like you yeah, said. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wipe before and after, like you said. Yeah. The, the other thing too is I try, I try to like pay attention and I pay attention to who's using this stuff. Yeah. If it's one of those sweaty dudes, I'm not using it after you. Right. No matter how much I it, forget it. I'm not. <laughs> looks like I'm not using that thing today, whatever it is. So. Right. Yeah. I'm the same way. Which sucks um, that you have to be paranoid enough to be watching other people to see what they're using to well, see if you can use that next or not. Yeah, I sound like a psychotic stalker when I they creep when I say that, but you know, loosely. Yeah. You, you know, you, dude, the guy, and by the way, these guys that I'm talking about that get this sweaty, they're also grunters. And listen, <laughs> listen, I've worked out with power lifters. I understand the 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 effects of grunting. I know why people do it. This is a commercial gym. It's not a powerlifting gym. Stop. Yeah. Stop. None of the girls here care. None of the guys here care. It, it, it's doing nothing for anything. Just stop. Um, so I, I can, you can pick those guys out rather yeah. easily. You don't even have to really pay attention. You can hear them over your music. Yeah. Anyway, enough about that. Well, no, it's funny. So, it's funny because so I just started going back to the gym in the mornings. And there's this guy there. I mean, he's a big, he's a big guy. He's, but he used to go in the evenings and he, the first day I was in there and he was in there and he's like, you used to come here in the evenings, right? And I said, yeah. And he goes, uh, so you're in the mornings now? I was like, yeah, probably, probably going to be in the mornings, you know, for, from now on. And he was like, oh, well, it's a good crowd in here. You know, it's not very many people. And he said, uh, except for that one guy that was just here that just left. And that was what, that's all he said. And I knew who he was talking about. It's this guy who's like a CrossFit guy. And he's and he's not that big, and he's just grunting all uh, on everything that he does. And like, as soon as he gets done with something, like a, a doing a set of something, he's looking around to see if who's watching him and stuff. And uh, so then I overheard him having a conversation with somebody else about that guy, and he's just saying, "Dude, you're not that big. Dude, just calm down. It, everything's fine. You're, you don't. Everybody well, see, doesn't need to know what you're doing and how you're doing." <laughs> see, but that's the thing. That's like the general the general metric that we all have for someone like that is how big are they? Not it, yeah. that's what we say. Yeah, it's not how strong are they? How true. hard are they working? That's true. I grunt sometimes. Yeah, if I'm doing something that I know is going to be difficult. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because it is it's hard for me to do. Right. I'm also not a spring chicken anymore. Like I, <laughs> it's not as easy for me to do some things. So like. <laughs> But I don't do it so loud that everyone, anyone, everyone in the gym can hear it. Yeah. But that's our metric, which it's it's a warped way of thinking. Like you're not that big. Instead of like, oh, he's trying to get bigger, he's working hard, or whatever. Like we're all a bunch of tools, dude. Anyway. I had I had a buddy of mine who used to lift at my gym a long time ago. He he's got some things wrong, I, I think, because of the way the way he lifts. He is one of those people that like needs to be degraded. I think. Uh, to be motivated. So like while he, he'd be like doing dumbbell bench press and calling himself a pussy and yelling at himself and everything while oh, he's lifting. God. I'm like, dude, I mean, I would never say anything to him because the guy's uh, huge and like it has a lot of training as, <laughs> but still, oh God. well, listen, <laughs> as someone who passionately practices self-hatred, I find that to be gross. <laughs> That's too much. It's too much. We got, you got to tighten up on that, man. That's disgusting. That's a, that's a, that's Wait, a good... he wants someone else to call him a pussy or he just calls himself? No, he just calls himself 
a pussy. So I think like he out he, loud for people to hear. Oh yeah, yeah. He got he's got in trouble several times oh. by the by management and stuff for her doing that. Oh. And it was mainly because it was like in the mornings around times where like older women are coming in and doing classes and stuff like that, and he's over there in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> dude i'm telling you and, and, and that may be something and obviously that's like a, a wire you know crossed wires in his own brain but also we do that to him we as the society and we as as a general public do that to people like that we tell them they have to be bigger they have to be better looking they have to all that shit you know that's true it can fuck with your head you yeah know? i mean you have you have to know what to do with the information like you, you can use you it do. you can use it as motivation which is a good thing sure but if it turns into like self-hatred because you don't think you can become what society want, thinks you should be, then it's an issue. Well, don't let other people know that it's motivating you, I guess. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Maybe not announce it to the world. <laughs> let it motivate you, but keep it inside. <laughs> or just let it out with a grunt. That's <laughs> <laughs> I My can't... wife will call me a hypocrite right now so hard. But anyway, I already can't um, figure out is this t- the title is going to show going to be passionately. What did you say? Passionately, pa- passionately practicing self-hatred. Yeah, that's, that sounds like a good one. And what did you think it's subtle? Now I fumbled through that. What did you what did you just say? I think it's pa- I think I said as a what did, oh, uh, oh, let it out uh, through a grunt. I, I like that, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Let it out with a grunt through a grunt, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, well, let me ask you oh, this. Man. Okay. You brought up something uh-huh. outside the show, and mm-hmm. I have a question for you. Okay. Do you think this is a we're gonna, we're gonna jump to 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 football and movies? Do you think that Kurt Warner is a guy who let other people motivate him, or do you think he motivated himself? Because as you know, he's sort of a uh, rags to riches kind of an underdog story, right? Mm-hmm. Went from we all know the story by now, or anyone who's watched a glimpse of any football mm-hmm. in the past thirty years, we know that he was a uh, grocery bagger, didn't have a job in football, you know, wanted to play professional football, and then became a Hall of Famer. Yeah. So, do you think he pra- he practiced self hatred and motivated himself, or do you think it was the 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 hatred of others, like his coach Dick Vermeil, aka Dennis Quaid? AKA Hollywood. Do you think, do you think the Hollywood motivation motivated him to become the success story? Cause he is an American underdog. I don't man. Okay. So the movie, go ahead and review that. I, I, movie. I, yes, I watched please. American underdog yesterday and, uh, first off, you're going to absolutely hate it. Uh, which I knew going I'm in. I'm not going to watch it. <clears throat> I know, but it looks terrible. If you were to watch it, you would absolutely hate it. So I didn't go into it with high hopes. No, no, tell me why. Uh, because it's Hold more. Why would I hate it? Because it. Okay, without giving anything away in the movie for anybody who's listening, three quarters of the movie is him and Brenda about his faith. No, it's not. Uh, it's three quarters of the movie is uh, him and Brenda getting together, and that storyline, and then oh and with a God. little with a little bit of college football thrown in. And then the last quarter of the movie is about his NFL career, which oh they which they sped through extremely fast. Okay, so That's there, awful. so so there's that which sucks. Uh, 
so I didn't go into it with high expectations because I figured it was going to be really Hollywooded up. And I mean, it kind of was. Um, but at the beginning of it, it did. They do show that Brenda and Kurt were both executive producers on the movie. So it gave me like a little bit of hope that maybe, since if they're really that involved in the movie, that at least the storyline is true. Uh, you know, leading up to it, but okay. I don't know. I it, it was it was okay. It was decent for what it was, but it would not be it would not be up your alley. Um, I mean, it's a cool if the if the story is true from beginning to end, it's pretty cool, and they don't shine Dick Vermeil in a bad light. Like they do in the movie or in the trailer, like we've seen. No, Dennis Quaid does that all by himself. Yeah, but you know what? Dennis Quaid's only in the movie for maybe ten minutes at the most. Why is he in the previews then? I don't know. The funny thing is, is that uh, you know, so like the the, tr- the previews show that uh, Dick Vermeil is kind of a dick to you know to him, like making him explain himself or like say why he is. Yeah, we you know, talked about it. Yeah, why he's ready to do this or whatever. And they don't. He's not even the one that does that in the movie. It's Mike Martz. My God. Which I forgot what that guy existed. I, I'm not gonna lie. I forgot Mike Martz. Totally existed. forgot about Mike Martz. <laughs> Wow. As soon as he yeah, popped up, as soon as he, the guy popped up, I'm like, whoa, that's weird. But the oh. one cool thing that I did like in the movie was that they did add in actual footage and mix it in with some of the the acting, which was kind of cool. Well, if you say so. The, it looks so, I'm never going to, I'm never going to see it. Yeah. I, it, the previews are just, I, I, it just, I, the previews do enough for me to go, I'm never going to watch that. Yeah. You know what? Uh, okay, so I, I'm going to give this. It's a small point, part away, so kind of a spoiler alert. But it's something I didn't know. Do you know anything about Brent, like Brenda, like her past or her kids or anything? No. I, okay, I didn't figure you did, but here's why I say this: because you're going to be like, probably going to be like, "Holy shit!" So I don't know if they got the guy's name is real that they used, but they talk about like so her. She's got two kids in the movie. One of them is legally blind, and which I didn't know anything okay. about that. Well, they tell the story about what happened, and it was her ex that she was with before Kurt dropped her kid on his head in the bathtub and didn't tell anybody for over 24 hours. So when they got him to the hospital, he was like his, he had brain bleeding and brain swelling yep. and stuff, and like they didn't think he was ever going to walk again. They didn't think he was ever going to talk again. Or anything like that, and he was legally blind and stuff. And I was like, I, I, it was just weird that they like showed her ex in a in a like a bad light like that. It was weird. I don't know. I mean, I assume that's a real a real thing. Yeah, man. And you just ruined every everything I had to say about it because now I don't want to say anything bad about <laughs> it. I just feel like shit now. What the fuck? <laughs> if it is true, I can't say. I'm going to do it anyway. Well, that's terrible. Yeah. Um, don't see why it had to be in the movie. This, it's not Kurt's kid. You said it's, it's, it's with no, the ex. So it, it why was, is yeah, it? Yeah, it was, yeah. I don't care why, but that's the thing. You said it's about Kurt. What, who, does anyone care about Brenda Warner enough that there a movie needs to be made about her life? I don't know. I, I guess not. And I mean, really, like a lot of the movie is about her life. Oh my God. I care even less now. Yeah. No, no disrespect, but I don't care. Yeah. 
So you like you said it. They didn't. They they have. Well, like this is the thing. When these with these sports movies, they have to. There has to be these Hollywood elements that happen to, to keep people involved. Right. And and we've talked. I think we've talked about it on the podcast. But there have been so many many movies like about true stories, especially when it comes to athletes. Like you, if you live through it and you remember, like I do, you go, well, that didn't happen. Why the fuck would they do? Why would they do that? Right. You know. And there are some really like shining examples. Um. One is the the fighter, the movie The Fighter with Mark Wahlberg, which mm-hmm. I love. I love that movie. It's such a great movie. Yeah. But the way that they explain his path to the title shot and who he fought and when and how he won the title, completely wrong. Well, and see, that's when what compared to actual history, like is wrong. You know. So who, who was that? Um, who was, I forgot who was that movie surround talking about the fighter? Mickey Ward. Okay, so I mean, Mickey Ward probably Mickey wasn't Ward. involved in that movie, was he? No, he was. Oh, he was. Oh, okay. He was. Okay. Hmm. Oh yeah they they show they show him and his brother, um, Dicky at the end of the movie talking. You know they were they were, I don't know if they were like involved in the making of it necessarily like artistically speaking. That, yeah, that's what I, that's speaking, what I was talking yeah, about. Okay. Yeah. They they knew what was going on. Well, even yeah, uh, no, 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 even uh, knew. what's so the like that whole thing is like confusing. What's the other movie with uh? Come on, with Scott Carell. He was the coach. Uh, Foxcatcher. Yes, the Foxcatcher. Same way. Like, they made the dude gay. And they all rewrote history. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't even know what the point in that was. But and, I, and I would say this to anyone who's... Who, yeah, I would say this to anyone who's watched that movie and been like, oh, this is a good movie. Um, what you need to do is you need to go watch the 30 for 30 that was made about the Schultz brothers and about uh, John DuPont. You need to watch that. Yeah. Because... It tells the story and you're going to go, whoa. And like people that were there, not, you know, not, you know, <laughs> not biographical. Someone else isn't telling the story, like people that were actually there and lived through this whole situation. And you're going to go, whoa, that movie was way off, way off. Yeah. Still a good movie. You know, I think the acting in it is fantastic, which that that's the thing about American Underdog. It's why I'm never going to see it. You and I lived through Kurt Warner. Yeah. We remember it wasn't that long ago. What acting choice did, choice did Zach Levi make? What is this weird sort of like menacing stare he does in the previews? It's like Kurt Warner never did that. Yeah. What is that? That whole like stoic, like I'm determined look like nothing can break me. The whole thing. Yeah. The Kurt Warner that we know and that we saw on the field with a few exceptions, obviously, because it's football and it's competition, so obviously you're going to see a guy upset or whatever. But like, he was a smiley faced, like lovable guy. Yeah, that was all about his faith and all about his fame. He wasn't this like I, I don't know. So Zach Levi just is a terrible actor, and I don't even know what else he's been in. I know he was Chuck. I don't know he was Shazam too. I'd say Shazam. That, that's the only. And to I me, just, it just it's. I actually just found out about that last night. I I didn't know what he. I I don't think I'd ever seen him before. Well, to me, it's just bad acting. But I, what do I know? Um, yeah, I'm never going to see that terrible movie. Ugh. Um, you know what else? And, and now that I think about it, and I can't rem- let me think about it. The movie Moneyball. Something else happens. Something happens in that. It's it's inaccurate. I think it's the trade of Jeremy Jeremy Giambi in that movie. The way it happens in the movie is not the way it happened actually. Like the whole, it, you know, these things happen. These movies are made, and they have to like change things for dramatic effect or whatever, right, whatever yeah. the case may be. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, because a lot of people, well, look, 
what do you think the demo is for a PG rated football movie? Kids, families. It's a family movie. Well, yeah, yeah. So they don't they're not gonna remember the history of the sport and the history of the guy, the history of the team. Guys like myself, you know, when I watch a movie like The Fighter or I watch Moneyball, I go, well, wait a minute. That wasn't that long ago. I remember that. That didn't happen like, like immediately where I'm a sports jerk off so i immediately go oh wait that didn't happen like that right like i know right away yeah but those i don't think those movies are made for me i don't know what movies made for me <coughs> yeah um Gesundheit. thank you so uh like moneyball it's funny that you brought that up um because it's it's been popping up on netflix lately and this might shift the conver- this might shift the conversation a little bit and it is a very good movie however why is it like all of a sudden a popular movie on Netflix. Do you ever like look at the algorithm, like the how how before, I? I know, but like, have I asked this question before? Like, what? How does things become popular, or why is a random Adam Sandler movie from 1994 a top ten in America right now? I, I don't, I don't understand how that works. And maybe I'm the only one that. Is weirded Maybe out Adam by her. Sandler's got a new Netflix movie coming or, out. Well, see, that's what I thought too. But like Moneyball, it's popping up. What? What's the reasoning for that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I can't explain it. Yeah, I can't explain algorithms, man. Okay. We've had like all too often. We, you know, I I can't explain it to you. I don't know. Okay. I don't think anyone does except the people there. You know, the people that make these decisions and and. I don't know. I would love to know. I would love to know. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, it's, 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 that's a good movie though. I'm okay with it. I mean, so on a, it's funny you say that. So I just, have you seen the movie yesterday? Uh, no, I don't think. I don't know if we've talked about it on the show before, but so it's about, <laughs> so it's about a guy, he's a struggling musician takes place in in England. He's a struggling musician. He's good. Like you can tell that he's a, like a talented guy, but he just hasn't caught that big break. And he's kind of just like fed up. He's just like he's on the verge of like giving up. Okay. And essentially he does. You know, he has this like manager who he's also friends with, um, a woman, and they have this conversation where he's like, I think it's just my time is done. Like I'm never gonna catch that big break. And she's kind of talking about well, like, well you do it because you're good at it and you love it. And he's like, yeah, but no one cares. Whatever. And so then on the way home from that conversation, he gets hit by a bus. Like the power goes out in the entire city. He gets hit by a bus. And then when he wakes up in the hospital, the power goes back on. He wakes up in the hospital. Everyone on earth has forgotten that the Beatles ever existed. Oh, that movie. Okay. I still haven't seen it. So what he does is he basically just takes all of the Beatles songs, makes him his own. And now he's going to be this big pop star. Right. There's so many things. Like, and you hear that story, you go, oh, that's fun, fine, whatever. But there are so many things about the movie that as a musician just fucking drive me insane. That it's like, why do I do this to myself? Because like every time I watch it, like the first half of it, or like the middle part of it, I like because it's the process of him like remembering these songs and then recording them. And you and he records all of the like poppy, upbeat you know i want to hold your hand songs like that mm-hmm. You're like god these songs are really good like when you hear them again today as done by someone else for the purpose of a movie and like when you when you think about like oh no one ever knew these existed would these songs really work today that whole thing and mm-hmm. I, this is the way my stupid brain works mm-hmm. 
you kind of go, oh, I appreciate these songs even more now. They're good songs. And that's the Beatles that I like. Like, I'm not a Beatles fanatic like everyone else. Like, I like the early poppy Beatles, the hippie drug stuff, whatever. Don't care about it. But um, there are so many things that happen in that movie that just drive me absolutely insane. I'll give you two. And I don't know why you talking about Moneyball and the algorithm made me think of this. Maybe it's just because yesterday came up on Hulu, maybe, or whatever. Okay. But um, so one of the situations is, so he gets discovered by Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran sees him on like a local British television show. Ed Sheeran shows up to his house and basically asks him, do you want to go on tour with me? Like now, right? Here's his songs. Here's his songs. Loves him so much. He's like, you want to go on tour with me now? So he goes. Now, no one knows that he's ripping off the Beatles, right? So uh-huh. they, the first show he does is in Moscow. So he does, uh, oh, what's the song called? Back to the USSR. I believe that's the title of the song that the Beatles had. Okay. So he does that. And they all think like, you wrote that on the plane? Like you're a genius, <laughs> right? So Ed Sheeran has this bright idea to be like, hey, let's have a songwriting competition right now and see who's the better songwriter. Totally gross to me. Like it, it just bothered me so much. I was like, all right, man, I'm going to sit through this and I'm going to be mad at myself, but I'm going to do it anyway. Why do I do this to myself? So they get done and he, you know, I don't remember what Beatles song he did, but everyone's like blown away. And still like, they're like going to have the vote. And Ed Sheeran goes, no, no voting. Like he's like, and he goes, you know, people always told me at some point in time in my life, there would be someone who's better than me. And I'm like, Oh, what are we doing? Like it's music. Like, come on that whole, that it's just such a gross interpretation of what music should be or is about, or uh, it's just gross. It's it, it, not only is it a gross interpretation, but it's an exaggeration as well. It's like, what are we doing? And then there's another so Kate, you know, Kate McKinnon. She was, she, I don't know if she's on Saturday night live anymore. She plays Justin Bieber on Saturday night live a lot when they do like the celebrity okay. jeopardy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. Yeah. So she plays Ed Sheeran's manager. She's this big music industry person. She's loaded with money. She's got the attitude. Her And again, it's like Zach Levi with Kurt Warner. It's like her acting choice to play this like sort of like villainous, gross, greedy corporate music person. It is so over the top and so off-putting. It makes it made me stop. Why I don't know how that movie ends. Wow. I don't have any idea. Because after her, like she invites him to her beach house, like, welcome to my humble beach abode. Like, that's how she talks, <laughs> like does this with her hands and like talks like this. Like, really, I'm like, who are you? You're a Martian. This isn't real life. And I get it. It's a movie, but fuck. Yeah. And then so like she does this thing where she's asking all of these, like, she's also very shitty to him. She's like, not very good. Like he walks up to her and she goes, uh, not very good looking, huh? I'm like, bitch, you've already met him. <laughs> no need to say that again. <laughs> like, it's just such an exaggeration of how shitty people can be. Yeah. Maybe not. But she's like, oh, not that good looking. She's like, yeah, somehow you're skinny, but still round. And the guy, I don't know the guy's name, the, the lead character. Uh, he's, a, he's, he's funny and he's a good actor. And I like him in this movie. So maybe I should finish it just for him because mm-hmm. he is really good. And if that's, and I think it's really him singing, he's actually really good, but, um, she does that. And then she does this whole, like, 
exaggerated thing about, uh, so you want to become the biggest star in the world. And he's like, pause it. She goes, no, no, the answer is yes. It's yes. I'm like, what is that? Like, it's just like, who treats people like that? Yeah. You know, we all know, like we've heard millions and millions of stories about how gross the music industry is or Hollywood is, or the sports world is and all these greedy people like, but like who talks to people like that? I mean, well, I, I mean, with, with as many movies that are out there that have people in those movies like that, like that talk like that to people, you have to think that, I don't know, like, not that they feel entitled, but like once they're in a position like that for long oh, for enough, sure. like they just whatever they think comes out. Like it's got to be more often than not. Yeah. Unless just all, unless just well, all the Hollywood movies are exaggerated like that. I don't know. No, you're being realistic about it, and I'm not, and I appreciate you for that. I just want to hate everything, so I, I just didn't didn't want to finish that movie. It just it bugged me so much. I don't know. I'll go back and finish it just for your sake, and then maybe she maybe she redeems herself. I can't imagine she does. How do we get on that? Oh, the algorithm. Yeah, I don't know how the algorithm uh, works, man. I don't. But. Speaking of algorithms, I don't want to talk about Spotify right now, but I do want to talk about streaming and music. So did I, I send to you the tweet that T-Pain put out? Also, by the way, we talk about T-Pain a lot on the show. Did you notice that? Uh, do we? What I feel we, like this is the fourth about? time we've mentioned him, I mean, which I feel like is an excessive amount considering. I mean, that's not bad. We're almost at like 100 episodes, right? That's, you know, four times for that's T-Pain. That's not too bad, right? So now we need to talk about is, it more. Is that is okay. that more than the average podcast <laughs> that talks about T Pain? Uh, I don't know. I can't imagine they talk about him that much. You know, he has a podcast. No, but it doesn't surprise me. It's actually really good. Oh wait, I, yeah, I, I do would. remember. Uh, I talked about T Pain with the whole little Diggy thing, didn't I? Like him doing his music video on the back of T Pain's music video. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So anyways, but he, he, tweet, he tweeted, uh, he, well, he tweeted something and, and the reaction to it surprisingly was negative, but he basically tweeted an image of, uh, you know, how much an artist, how many streams an artist has to have on all of the major platforms to make a dollar. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the backlash came with people were like, well, that's easy for you to say you're T-Pain. You know, it doesn't matter to you. And he's like, and they were like, if it bothers you so much, well, why don't you just protest Spotify or Spotify or protest streaming and not put your music on any of these streaming services, which when you say it, the first time you say it is a great idea, but there are always going to be people like me who will try to reap the benefits of T-Pain and Adele and Machine Gun Kelly and Olivia Rodrigo and all of these major artists not being on streaming services. People like me will go, oh, wait, well, they're not on there. So then people will just listen to me. So just stream my music, right? So that idea will never work. And no one cares if a person like me bitches and protests Spotify as much as I complain about it. No one cares. I go, I'm taking a stand today, Colt, ripping my music off Spotify. People are going to go, silence. That was my point. There will be nothing. No one will care. Well, you also have to be, which I guess T-Pain probably would be fine, but you also have to be big enough where that money stream, whatever you are getting doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Like Spotify money doesn't matter to you because you have other money from somewhere else. But it opens your eyes just to how 
backwards and dare I say it again, borderline criminal it is. Right. You know, some of the tweets he was getting, they were just like, how the fuck is that even legal? Well, it is very legal. But like his whole point was that it just it, it's it gives you an idea of how much work an independent artist who's not T-Pain has to put in and how much they have to do to really make a living. Now, again, I would venture to say that a lot of independent artists aren't relying on streaming necessarily to make their living. But so it, the, the numbers are interesting. Is he, but, um, is he the first one to come out and do this? No, nah, there's been people in the past, but it's T-Pain. And yeah, also but, you don't, but, you don't see a lot of people from the hip hop community and the pop community because he's both. Just, you don't see a lot of people from those two communities really taking a stand and really like being non-company or non-industry. Yeah. Um, it typically happens in the indie world or the rock world or metal world or whatever. Because uh, by nature, you know, punk rock, metal, they're anti-corporate, anti-establishment type types of music Some in some ways anyway. Not all. Um, do you think Green Day gives a fuck? No. Right. They started as punk, but like um, not everyone's going to reach the level of a green day. So they care a little bit more about this stuff. But I, I from those two from pop and hip hop, I don't I can't think of any off the top of my head. Um, but uh, but he, the numbers are inter well, not interesting. But what I thought was interesting is that he included everyone, which is kind of weird because I didn't know that Napster still exists. But pe people still use Napster, apparently. Uh, who bought Napster? I don't know. Maybe did, it says in this article. Did Justin Timberlake buy Napster know. at one point? No, he bought. No, he bought MySpace. Oh, I thought somebody bought Napster, but yep. I didn't know it was still a thing. So on Napster, it takes fifty-three streams to make a dollar. Actually, that's the least amount of any of the streaming services. But again, who the fuck uses Napster? Right. Amazon Music, 249 streams to make $1. Apple Music, 128 streams to make $1. Tidal Music, 78 streams to make $1. Titles that Jay-Z... Jay-Z, right, yep. Somebody, Jay-Z and somebody else. Again, I don't know anyone. I don't know a single person that uses Tidal. Right. Do you? Uh-huh. Um, Deezer, again, another one. Don't know. And I actually get emails like, someone streamed your song on Deezer. I'm like... <laughs> Where the fuck? Where are they located? I, I don't even know what Deezer <laughs> is. I've never even, I've never seen it. I've never used it. I don't even know what it is. Uh, Deezer, 156 streams to make one dollar. So now you have again, you you have uh, different people that push your music out to different avenues like that, right? You're not you you're not just doing that on your own, right? Where like getting your music out on streaming platforms and stuff like that, you have someone doing that for you, right? Well, it's not someone. It's a distribution company. It goes through well, a distributor yeah, that, and that's it goes what, to... So that's what I mean, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they're getting you on Deezer. Yeah. <laughs> and they're not... Yeah, it's on everything. It's on all the things that I've said. And, but, uh, so you don't have yeah, like... You so don't have like... A, you don't get like a breakdown that shows like where... Like what platforms your oh, music no, is on? I don't on. look at it. No. Uh, I mean, I look at it like... If I feel like withdrawing the, the thousands and thousands of dollars that I'm making on streaming, then I know. <laughs> That's just um, on Deezer. <laughs> so Deezer, 156 streams to make $1. So these two are going to really make you shit your pants. Pandora, to make $1, you 
you need 752 streams. YouTube Music, to make $1, you need 1,250 streams. Insane. Um, and as you know, we've talked about Spotify and what it pays out. So Spotify pays artists 0 0.0032 per stream. So it's a roughly a little over 300 streams to make $1. Uh, Apple Music, we talked about already. Um, so it's, again, it, it just raises the question, like, is this, is it fair? And that's the, the easy way out is asking, is it fair? Of course it's fair. You, you don't sign a contract, but you know what's happening when you put your... Well, okay, so so here these. so here's a question I don't think I've ever asked. So like Spotify, of course, has all the money, but if they were to increase the amount, either make it like lower the amount of streams you have to get to make a dollar, or I guess that would be the same thing as raising the the price they pay out, whatever. Is there a way they can do that? Because I mean, you're talking you're talking about millions and millions of artists that are on there with millions and billions and trillions of streams. Is there a way for them to still do it and not go under? Like that would be fair. Like for an artist to think that this is a fair amount of money that I get paid for my streams with as many artists and musicians that are on Spotify. Is there a way for them to increase and still not go under? Sure. You think? Yeah. Yeah, of course. There's always a way. And that's one of the things that someone tweeted back at T-Pain. They're like, well, if you don't... And again, I like this person's point, and it made me think. It really did. It made me stop and think. And they were like, if you don't like it so much, start your own streaming service that pays artists better. Fair point. Is this, kind of a, is dick, the, is kind this of a dick way of saying it. Is this what Jay-Z was doing by starting Tidal? Well, clearly not. It doesn't pay out that well. Even still, yeah, good point. What did I say? Title was title. Good point. Uh, title music: seventy-eight streams to make a dollar, so they pay out point zero zero nine nine per stream. Okay, that's still terrible. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, it's it. When you're getting fractions of a penny for someone to listen to your music, I'm sorry, it's just wrong. But it's what would be wrong. what would be just coming up with a just a random number? What would be a number that you think? is is good for like if for you to put music out and for you to make a dollar how many streams should you get to make a dollar one stream oh my god i'm telling you if that was the case spotify would go under i'm joking obviously. <laughs> um, like think about nickelback how many streams they get and if they were getting a dollar per stream they, they would they would just retire in three months <laughs> yeah i get it i understand I understand. That's I know. I know you're being exaggerated. Because the world of music is more accessible now. It, that's what this all did. That's why. And 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 look, I understand that at the time, you know, purists were like, can't believe they're doing this. But I understand why Metallica spoke out against Napster. It's because of this. This is what. And I don't know if Lars Lars thought of this on his own. He's an intelligent guy. I don't know if in the moment he was in. in I think he was thinking emotionally. Mm -hmm. and I think he had other people going, hey. But I think at the time, he saw this coming. Someone saw this coming, and they said, dude, this is not good. Like, yeah. this is potentially what it could be. Now, obviously, this we're talking, how long ago was that? I don't even know. Over 
over 20 years. I don't even remember what year that was, but um, what year are we in? 2020, whatever. Anyway, um, so it's become so advanced now and there are so many different ways to stream music. I mean, you gotta, you gotta think of it this way too, you know, like the distributor that I talked about, not only does it put it on these streaming services where the intent is to listen to music, okay? But also, let's say you want to post something and you want to put music to it. So you want to post an Instagram story or you want to go on TikTok and post three minute long video. You can put my music to it. It's available. It's there. That's all through that same distributor. Now, I don't think you get anything for that. How is there not like copyright on that? There is. If you do it through the distributor. So again, it goes through the distributor and it gets put on all of these services so that your music is accessible to essentially everyone on every platform, every social media space, so on and so forth. Right. But how is that any different from me? Like taking, uh, say Nickelback again. What, what is the, how is that any different from me taking a Nickelback song and putting it on our YouTube video? It is different. Like we Here's would, why. like we would get sued for that. Possibly. If anyone found out, we could probably right. get away with it for a while. <laughs> I Honestly. don't know. YouTube's pretty strict when you post videos though, I think. Right. Well, the same thing goes for those, those social media services. Now they all have their, they, they have different types of guidelines. Like I know TikToks is different. So here's how I know that. So like, for instance, I just put out a music video. So I wanted to post a clip of a music video on TikTok. TikTok, excuse me. I mean, here's what I had to do. I had to sync up the video with TikToks, with my music on TikTok. Meaning I had to mute the music that was in the video already, the original sound, and I had to add TikTok sound to the video. If I don't, I break their copyright rules basically because Weird. I didn't get permission from the artist even though I'm the artist, I didn't get permission Weird. from the artist to use their their content on my video. So same music, but it's not yours; it's theirs, and that's in the agreement. That's crazy. Yeah, yep. I mean, in a you way, it makes it, it. it makes sense in a way, though, because somebody's getting paid if you use their content. Yeah, I've gotten away with it on Instagram, though. Like I've done it, but I, I've not. You know, I've just used it and no one, it did, nothing happened. Um, so again, the, the guidelines are different there. I don't, and I believe me, you and I have had issues with Instagram in the past with posting videos mm -hmm. along with TikTok guidelines. I, the guidelines, the ones that they put out there for you to read, like in the moment, they, they're, there's, there's fine print that they're not giving you that, you know, they, they could say whatever they want. They can get away with whatever they want. Right. Let, let's be honest. Yeah. I mean. What are you and I going to say? We're going to sue you? Yeah, good luck. <laughs> you know? But um, I don't know. Again, for an artist like T-Pain to come out and say this, I think it's I think it's impactful. But Well, it is. But like I, I said, I, I, I was asking why nobody's done this before now. I mean, we've been talking about this. Again, for... I'm sure people have. Well, but not I actually coming out, like, in, like not actually coming out and giving a visual to people on what the actual stream numbers are. No, people have. Okay, I talked about it before, I think. But Steven Tyler was a part of a group who was suing Steven Tyler and Smokey Robinson. I know were two people that were mentioned, but 
they were part of this group that was suing Spotify, maybe, uh, because the the payouts are just ridiculous. They kind of they they use Smokey Robinson as the example, and they broke down what Smokey Robinson fairly, if we're talking about being fair, should have been paid from his streams, and it was way way more than what he actually was paid out. Let me see if I can find that. But um, you know. Um, so yeah, I think people have done it before, but you gotta, you gotta, again, understand too, T-Pain is still, yeah. Cause I remember Steven Tyler talked about it on Rogan's podcast. So one of the first things that comes up, if you say, if you Google Steven Tyler against Spotify is his clip on, on Rogan saying that, you know, Spotify doesn't pay, which again, we all know now. So it's kind of a, a stale point. I mean, it is. It's just funny because it's like everyone knows, but nobody's pulling their music off because it's still a revenue stream, whether it's the amount they think they should be getting or not. Well, they're not pulling it off, but again, if they pull it, like, well, they're, they're and again, we've talked. We I think we mentioned this the last time we talked about Spotify. There are artists who do their own thing, and I'm using air quotes there because I think it's it's a loose sort of idea. But like you know, Garth Brooks again when he. He, you can only get his music on Amazon. Now, I don't know if that's still the case. I'm not a Garth Brooks fan. I've never searched for his music, but I know that was a thing. I don't know if he still does that. So there are people that do that. But, uh, but you have to have a name, like a massive name to be able to yeah, do man. something like that and still. Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, or does he like, did he, you know, sign kind of like a deal like Rogan did with Spotify? Did Garth Brooks sign a deal like that with Amazon where he got a shitload of money? I can't imagine that he wouldn't sign a deal like that. Yeah. Where he's, yeah, I, I don't think it's strictly just a streaming percentage. Right. Yeah. There had to have been some upfront sort of number that he received because of that, because he's Garth Brooks. Right, dude. <laughs> it's, it's, it's bringing, it's bringing a large, large portion of country music fans solely to Amazon. Yeah. Right. Right. Was it Amazon? It was Amazon. I'm pretty sure. I think, I think Google so. Music. Google, think so. It might have been Google Music. Maybe maybe it was Deezer. You think he's on Deezer? I don't think it was. <laughs> I don't think it was. Um, oh, oh man. I'm trying to find this story. Um, man. Yeah. I mean, he talks about it on Rogan. I don't know if you want to pull that up and play it if it over, but um either way. People have spoken out against it before. Um you know, but again, that video, I don't even know it would do us any any justice now even playing that video because this is for, that's from 2018. You know, mm-hmm. how much has happened with Spotify since 2018? I mean, astronomical right. changes, you know, mm-hmm. uh, extremely, completely significant things have happened. Uh, and I don't think, I think when Steven Tyler said it in 2018, I don't think it was anything new to people yeah. or to people that were paying attention. But again, it's a big guy. He's a legendary artist speaking out against it. So, but with T Pain, I just feel like he's relevant today. And he didn't go on a podcast and do it. It was just a tweet. So it was like, you know how you know how like our attention spans are, and just how quick that was. Mm-hmm. So like that tweet garnered so much attention because it could be here and gone before anyone right. really could, before anyone of of <laughs> with a purpose could see it. You know what I'm saying? Now it went viral and it's become news, but I think the news has shifted upon the backlash and less upon what he actually said. 
Right. Am I right that when Rogan signed with Spotify that they made him they they didn't bring all of his episodes over, right? Didn't they uh didn't they only limit to a certain amount? Well, as you know, like the Joe and I are the, best friends, so I know all about his business. Well, no, I thought that was a thing. No, like right. when, when he signed, I think there was a lot of episodes that they didn't like Spotify didn't want on their platform. They I don't know if it was based off of the content that was in them or what else, but I'm curious uh, like with Steven Tyler, did they let him keep the Steven Tyler episode up even though part of it was speaking out against Spotify? It's a great question. I don't know if it was one of the ones that, and they did, they did cut episodes. They did not include some. I think a lot of the ones they did not include were those episodes with conservative folks such as um, Alex Jones, Gavin McInnes, people like that. Gotcha. Uh, because Spotify is a fairly, as we've seen, progressive yeah. company. Um so I know they cut those. I don't know about Steven Tyler. That's a good. That's a great question. I don't know. Um, but you know, it, it does make you wonder: Will we see more folks of T Pain's level of success start speaking out? I would say no. But well, I mean, I, I think Spotify knows what they've got and and i think and they know that okay if you want to pull your music from our streaming service that's less money we have to pay out and and basically uh you'll be back kind of scenario because they have the upper hand in in the scenario unless you have massive yeah, artists I, I, who come together as a collective and go and try to sue but I don't know that they can sue because all the fine print shows exactly what they signed up for when they signed up with Spotify. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think they foresee any situation where there would be enough artists that could make a wave or some sort of impact negatively towards Spotify. I don't think Spotify is worried about that threat by any means. I don't think. I don't think it even. I don't even think it's on their radar. Right. Um, I mean, I mean, like, because again, that's just sort of the simple way of looking at things like, oh, well, fine, just take your music off, protest Spotify. Again, that's that's sort of the the simple way of approaching the idea. There is obviously there has to be something else. It's one thing to take your music off Spotify, but what's the alternative? We know record sale records aren't selling, right? You know, mm -hmm. so what's the alternative? You know, there has to be something else that gives you that leverage against Spotify, and there isn't. Speaking of record sales, I'm, I'm glad we we landed here because I wanted to bring this up. Um, so I saw something interesting yesterday about record sales, and I wanted to bring it up with you. Okay. So the best-selling rock albums in 2021. I'm going to give you a few guesses as to who you think had the best-selling rock albums in 2021. Well, okay, before I answer this question... Did you make a tweet about this? Because I think I've seen it. So you've already, damn it, you've already seen it. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember? It was Machine Gun Kelly, right? He was number three. Number three. 856,000 records in 2021. Okay, so I know you had, um, you had said that, that, that you had said something about like we should be saying that he's a legit artist or something like that because no, uh, no, no, something I didn't like say this. That. He is a oh, legit Queen, artist. Queen, Queen, Queen was another one, right? Queen was number one. They sold okay. 971,000. Who was the uh, second? Fleetwood Mac That's it. was number two. 
What's Elton John, number four, and Credence Clearwater Revival, number five. So my whole point of this tweet is this is more evidence as to why you shouldn't be mad at Machine Gun Kelly for, for bringing rock music back to the mainstream. That's pretty good company to be in. Okay, so what what did you say this was again? Like, what were the, what was the title of this? The best selling rock albums in 2021 in the United States. Okay, nothing against either of them, but why is CCR and Fleetwood Mac best selling rock albums of 2021? Couldn't, couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. The CCR, huh. and I hate that you called them that, but I'll do it anyway. Uh, I think they released uh, their 20 greatest hits, so that sold well. Okay. And uh, I don't know, Fleetwood Mac just sold a shit ton of records. Huh. 910,000 for Rumors, their album Rumors. Oh, they put and out a new album? Queen was their greatest hit. I don't know. I am not a Fleetwood. I don't think that's a new album. No, I don't believe so. Huh. We are completely <sighs> stupid. Can you imagine that I'm Fleetwood Mac? No, that's not a new album. It can't be. Let me look. Why do you do this to me? I'm cutting this out of the show, by the way. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm not. Rumors came out in 1977. What the hell? Do they um, re-release it? Do they remaster it or something? It doesn't say re-release, <laughs> remastered. It just says rumors. Um, and then Queen was number one. They almost sold a million records of their greatest hits. Now that could have been because of the movie, right? That movie came out in 2019. Was it really two? Was it three years ago? No way, really? What's are that you sure? Called? Are you the sure? Gideon Rhapsody. Uh, yeah. Are you sure it wasn't like on the back end of 2020? Even still, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody movie. 2018. No way. Damn. Never 2018. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, again, my point is all of the people who. Look, say what you want about Machine Gun Kelly, the way he looks, the way he dresses, whatever, who he dates, his, you know, his, the shit he does in the public eye. I think it's a good thing that he had a rock record that sold that well and that was in the mainstream that much that it could sell that well. You know, but okay. people want to say rock music is dead in the mainstream. Well, okay. look, this is a good start for us to counter that argument and saying, no, it's it's not. And there were other people that put out shit that was really good. Or again, people liked it and it was rock. You know, he happened to be one of them. And like clearly it sold well. I think I think that's good. You know, now do a lot of pundits and a, a lot of pundits and you know purists of rock and roll and punk rock and whatever think it's good? No. They don't like him because he's him. Because he came from a different world and he it, whatever. But I, as someone who remembers a time when rock was in the mainstream and, and loved it, and some, you know, I think it's good. And again, that's good company to be in. So I think you hate on them if you want, but you can't hate on them for the music. Clearly, people fucking like it. You know, you may not like it, but someone else likes it. Right. Actually, 856,000 other people liked it enough to buy the fucking record. So. I just think it's uh, I think it I think it goes to show. And again, the, the you know the argument could be stated that well, he was already a platinum-selling artist before he made a rock record in another world. 
So it was easy to bring over a large portion of his fan base. Okay. Yeah, that's a fair argument, but it doesn't, it doesn't change the fact that the, the entire record that he put out was all rock music. Yeah. And he sold. So, and I think, look, if you, if you're in a rock band and you want to sell records, take notes. That's all I'm saying. If that's your goal is to sell records, take notes. I don't know. You, you, think, you, think, he, to, you think he's the, the best person to look at to take notes from? If you want to sell records and you want to be in the eyes of the mainstream, a pretty decent place to start. When was, when was the, uh, you're going to hate that I asked this question. When was the MGK and Eminem beef? Is that like 2018 probably too? 18, 19, yeah. 18, 19, okay. Well, it was before, it was right before the album. What is that album called? Um, I got it, hang on. It was right before Hotel Diablo came out and Hotel Diablo came out in 2019, so yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, So again, I, I just thought it was an interesting, not an interesting stat, a pretty cool stat, to be honest with you. Um, because, you know, people always complain too, like, you know, I don't know if we talked about it, but like the Grammys, the rock artists that were nominated for Grammys this year, it was like a lot of older bands. There were no new bands and it's kind of insulting to a lot of these indie artists and a lot of these indie bands that are really like cutting their teeth through touring and like creating their own fan base and creating their own world to not be recognized as having one of the best rock records last year by the Grammys. And a lot of those bands will say, I don't care about the Grammys. I'm with them. I don't care either. Um, but it's, it's insulting to not even, it, it, you know, as much as I love Deftones, one of my favorite bands, they were nominated for best rock album last year, I believe. Okay. As a fan, I'm like, okay. So what? I, I don't know. So what you're saying is now you agree with MGK on being mad for not being nominated? No, no, no. What I'm saying, <laughs> no, no, no. He, but he went public with it, which I thought was dumb. Okay. Don't. That's, it's just it did make sense. Okay. But what I'm saying is, is the people who I'm talking about. I'm talking about, you know, significantly lesser known artists than okay. MGK okay. that put out records last year that all things considered were really great records that should have been recognized. I'm talking about them. Okay. MGK again, we're talking about a pop star who came out and was, was butthurt. Like, that's different. Um, no, I still don't agree with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's an old man's genre right now in the eyes of the mainstream, mm -hmm. which is bizarre because there are a lot of really talented, hardworking, great bands out there. And again, this is all subjective, but there are a lot of really great bands out there making really good music. So it doesn't necessarily, and again, do those bands want to be in the mainstream? Do they want to stay independent? Do they want to stay sort of uh, outside, outside the, the, the mainstream? I don't know. That there'd be a conversation to have with them. But I mean, that's, I can't kind, imagine of, that's would... kind of the symbol, right? Of of a lot of those indie bands is to be indie. Yeah, but 
would they like to sell eight hundred fifty-six thousand <laughs> records? Right. Yeah, I, I gotta imagine they would. They would be okay with that. Yeah, I, I, I'm just saying. Like, yeah. I can't imagine they would be that upset about it. I don't know. I could be wrong. Um, couple things I wanted to bring up too before we get out of here. Mm-hmm. Did you see the stats? Um, there was a stat that went out uh, about LeBron. So, like through the years, his his stat line from age 17 to now because he just turned. 37 recently right Mm -hmm. so at the age of 17 he averaged 28 points nine boards and six assists at the age of 27 he averaged 27 points eight boards six assists at the age of 37 he's averaging 28.6 points 7.4 rebounds and six and a half assists at 37 that's stupid freak shit dude that's non- I mean, That's isn't human. this is like the Tom Brady story too, right? Like, isn't he putting up? So, but isn't he putting up like so many more numbers now than he has in his uh, in the rest of his career? Last year he was. This year, not so much. Right. This year's numbers are down. Last year he was. Yeah, he's a freak. He's a freak. It's ridiculous. As much as I hate on him, he's a freak. It's ridiculous. Um. But yeah, I just I couldn't believe that. It's that's he also he also spends a million dollars to keep his body in shape and stuff. Have you heard that about that? How, what does that mean? Like all of the physical therapy and the, the all the stuff he does with his body it costs him like a million dollars a year. Well, I mean, that doesn't I mean, it doesn't surprise me like, you know, massages, chiropractic work and like anything you can do like your body is what yeah, makes your career. Stuff. You know, you've got to I mean, I'm sure NFL players are this a lot of them NFL players are the same way. I don't know that they're spending a million dollars a year, though. Well, I wonder. That's... I wonder what's covered by, like, different organizations and stuff. Like, I wonder if that's a lot of that stuff is covered by the organization versus them having to pay out of pocket for it. Yeah, yeah. I, that's that was the actually when you brought up the NFL. I'm like, well, how much of that is covered by the team, and then how much is LeBron paying out of pocket? Mm-hmm. The, the, the word is, is that he's spending a million dollars of his own money. So like outside of team, the team training room and, and everything the team does for them, which by the way, I'm so glad. I'm so glad we're here. Can I, do you watch enough NBA? I want to know if you watch enough NBA to answer this question, but how much NBA do you watch? Like right now? Not like honestly. This year, how much have you watched? Honestly, not that much. Huh? Honestly, not that, not much. that much. So I doubt I can answer like a legit question, but I'll give it a crack. Or give my best guess, because that's normally what I do anyways. I think all of the nutritionists that work in the NBA should be fired immediately. Have you seen how big Zion Williamson is right now and how big Luka is right now? But that's kind of on their own, right? Like That's their choice. Why is there not a motivational person like a nutritionist or a trainer working with them day in and day out for them not to be fat? Those guys are way too young to just blow up like that. Zion Towell, 20 years old. Is he even 21 yet? I don't think so. Luca's like 22. Bro, you're 22 and your face is round. <laughs> and you put, you're a professional athlete. <laughs> like he has no muscle tone and he, he's getting bigger. Like if you Googled right now, Luca last year, Luca this year, and I love him. 
I stand behind my white dudes that can play because there aren't that many of us. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan, <laughs> but dude, you need to diet, homie. You need to get, and I take it, take it back. Like, imagine if you didn't have that extra weight. Imagine if you were in shape, like Luca gets hurt quite often. Zion is always hurt. Yeah. Lose some weight. Stop carrying around all that extra weight. I mean, you know, this is something we've talked about before uh, with certain fighters and stuff like that. Now, I know it's a different thing because there's weight classes, uh, but, yeah. it, I mean, it's still the same. Like, I see fighters, and I'm like, come on. I mean, you're in a professional sport, and you're going to come into a fight looking right. like that. Like, come on. I, I, I don't. Why would you not want to be in the best possible shape of your life for every fight that That's you do? That's my point. That's my point. And the UFC has people in place to help you with that. So I'm saying, so does the NBA. So it's just bizarre. Uh, and, and look, Zion and Luca don't have a million dollars to spend a year on their, <laughs> their but they're young. They're, they're yeah. early twenties. Like um, one thing else, and again, it just raised the question. Like I always see Luca and I'm like, dude, how fat <laughs> are they going to let him get? There's another guy like Harden round as fuck. Joel, Joel Embiid. Like he could be in way better shape. And that's another guy who's always hurt. Um, but anyway, before we get out of here, we do need to talk about so the story about the 16-year-old hockey player that died. Mm -hmm. Terrible, terrible, tragic story. But we need to, you know, just say, you know, thoughts and prayers, whatever, if you're a prayer person, positive vibes and energy to uh, the kid's name is Teddy Balkind. And I don't know if I'm saying that word right, that last name right. Uh, but he was a 16-year-old Connecticut high school hockey player. He died um, he fell on the ice. Uh, one of the guys, one of the players on the other team couldn't stop skate, skate blade went over his neck. He got cut, got rushed to the hospital and then died while in surgery, I believe. So just unbelievably tragic story. So we need to, you know, send our, my positive thoughts and vibes. If you're a prayer guy, do it. But, um, well, like I had told yeah, you, just terrible. we talked about his family this, and his friends and everybody involved in that. We talked about this before the show a little bit. I'm kind of surprised that that doesn't happen more because i mean one person if you fall on the ice anything can happen now i know you're wearing a lot of pads and all that kind of stuff but still i mean that's... when your neck is exposed that's the problem yeah that's 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 always been the problem i mean there there have been horrifically I, there was the one that i did the goalie that i you know from the penguins this was the 80s or whatever i for God, for the life of me can't remember his name right now off the top of my head but that's like the one major one that i can remember i know it's happened before and you know in various levels of hockey but yeah this is just you know 16 years old just oh awful yeah i, I have in the show on a, on a bummer well, note like that i actually have a couple of, of things real quick to uh one we can roll over into the next show but uh so you remember at the end of the last uh, i think the last episode i had mentioned uh to, to uh will will compton and his mom passing away and, and all that kind of stuff and he he had just signed with the yeah. raiders well, he got back home, and then he made this big post on Instagram and social media uh, the other day about how the Raiders released him. But it was like a very, uh, it was a big post about like, I love the organization, I love all the people, I love the coaches, this, that, and the other. Like it was a very, you know, he doesn't regret any of the time that he spent there and this, that, and the other. Then a few hours later, he puts an up another post that basically says, we're back. And he got re-signed in the same day. Uh, so in the first post, he had mentioned uh, basically like things are really weird in the NFL right now because of when it comes to like salary caps and stuff and you have all these guys that are on like COVID protocols 
and bringing yeah. new guys in and pushing old guy older guys out and all that kind of stuff. So like he he acted like he expected to kind of get to get released because guys are coming back off of COVID and and you know basically losing his spot, I guess. So I don't know if more people went out on COVID and that's how he got re-signed again or something. I don't know. But hopefully he proves himself and he gets a, you know, he's able to hold a spot with the team. Um, but the other thing I wanted to mention, I don't know if you've seen this or not, and we can roll this into the next episode, but did you see the lawsuit against New York in the NFL? There's a class action lawsuit going on in the NFL. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. A guy is suing the New York Jets and the New York Giants for basically false advertisement because they play in New Jersey and oh, yeah. they're branded as New York and it's a $2 billion oh. class action lawsuit. And apparently it's, I mean, class action means like everybody's involved. So like if you're a fan of the Jets and Giants in New York, you can be, you're involved in this. Yeah, yeah. And they're probably going to win. Uh, huh? They're probably going to win. There's probably going to be a settlement no. somewhere. I no I, I bet. No, 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 no. no way. Not a chance. Let's save it for the next show then. Let me do a little <laughs> bit of research because I <laughs> I heard about that, but I didn't I didn't read anything about it. So yeah. Okay. We'll roll it into the next show. Yeah. So again, uh, not to end the bummer, not to end the show in a bummer, but that is just horribly tragic. Yep. I just feel so bad for that kid's family and his friends and just everyone involved. Like, imagine being the other kids on the other the kids on his team and the kids on the other team. Like, oh. I mean, I'm hoping it was an accident, right? Yeah. It, okay. Yeah, it's ho- it was a hockey accident. I mean, it's hockey. Right. You know? Just the kid. And you're talking about kids, too. So we're not talking about, uh, you know, we're not talking about pro- what happens in the pros, too. I don't even know why I'm, I'm trying to even make that justification. Yeah, it was it was an accident. So terrible. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of weird, like, because hockey and MMA kind of go together as far as, like, you can respect the other guy on the ice or you can respect the other guy in the cage, but I'm still going to, at some point during this, try to beat your face off kind of thing right and that's what i'm saying like i'm hoping that that it wasn't something like where that went too far no no no, uh to where somebody was mad at anybody else or anything like that it was just an accident total accident okay well still yeah (laughs) thoughts and good vibes to that family and all that stuff so absolutely all right ready to get out of here happy january 9th yes sir i was holding on tonight and i was